Hey guys, I got a special deal for you, our listeners, from our new sponsor, Audible.com. That's right. If you go to audibletrial.com slash firmware update, you can get set up with a free 30-day trial of their service that'll give you a free audiobook. The best part of that, you can cancel at any time, including during that trial period, and keep that free book that you got. Doing so not only gets you a free audiobook, but it helps the show out tremendously. You can select any audiobook you want, including Ready Player One, a futuristic story on the possible future of VR, or Extra Lives, a piece on why video games are art and important to our daily lives. So go do it, audibletrial.com slash firmware update. Once again, the book is yours to keep or stay with Audible and keep getting books every single month. Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash firmware update. So go get your free book. And welcome to another edition of the Firmware Update, episode 206. I'm one of your hosts, Malcolm Spinetti, and joining me as always, Joe Garcia. You almost forgot your name there for a second, didn't you? No, I did not almost forget. <laughs> that was a weird pause there. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know whether to just go into, you know, something else or what have you. But no, <laughs> I, of course, I remember that I am Malcolm Spinetti. And how are you doing, Joe Garcia? Uh, I'm doing just fine. Excellent. I almost made the joke that we were less than two weeks away from WrestleMania, but we are, in fact, actually less than two weeks away from WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're a whole, what, nine days away from WrestleMania? Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> and I'm so excited for WrestleMania this year. Okay, so it's been so many years of bad ones. Is that sarcasm, or are you actually excited? No, this is actually, like, the most exciting WrestleMania card I've seen in a long time. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've got a New Japan match, essentially, with AJ versus Nakamura, which is going to probably be going to steal the show. If I... Oh, my God, that, that match is going to whip ass. <laughs> uh, we've got, out of nowhere, Daniel Bryan making his return to the ring. Oh, God, I was so happy. Me too. I, I miss Daniel Bryan in the ring. And, and, of course, like, the second he makes the announcement, he has to start doing those corner drop kicks and landing on his head. <laughs> For, no, he was careful. He was careful. He landed on his arm. I saw that he was careful to put his arm up real high. Oh, you rewound that and like, oh, okay, good, good, good. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, come on, man. Like, next thing you know, he's going to be doing fucking flying headbutts off the top rope again. I was going to make the joke he needs to cut that that flying headbutt out of the rope. That absolutely is not a joke. He absolutely needs to stop doing that now. <laughs> uh, we've got that. Um, what, what, that Charlotte Nasca is going to kick some ass salsa, I think. Yeah. I think so too. I like it, that's like an actual story. You got the Goldberg build around Oscar, who has not lost a match w- whatsoever in uh, since her inception in the WWE, including NXT. Going up against Charlotte, the most do- probably the most dominant champion in the history of the women's division so far, anyway. Yeah, and I like the whole you know it's the Empress versus the Queen, and it's like oh yeah, it's actually a pretty good tag, <laughs> pretty good tagline for that match. Uh, did you see the, I don't know if it was the fan made or if it was uh, WWE who made it, but they did like this, uh, someone made a poster of the stare down where he, it, the camera's over Asuka's shoulder as she's got like this dramatic pose pointing yeah. pointing at Charlotte and someone made the point that it's kind of straight out of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which is like, 
It's like, oh, so awesome. <laughs> oh, uh, Ronda Rousey, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that. I'm, I'm still, that's up in the air whether that's actually going to be a good match. But I'm excited to see that particular circus uh, unfold. Uh, if Ronda doesn't do a Samoan drop, I think she'll be pretty good. And like, uh, that, that one Samoan. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, that was weird. I was like, is that supposed to be a Samoan drop? Or is that some weird judo thing that I just don't know about? I don't know. It's kind of funny because the, the the judo stuff that she did against Absolution actually looked really crisp and uh, really devastating. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, she's still a really good athlete. So hopefully that's shit's what signs. That's what shines through it. Not, oh, I just hope they don't make her talk any more than they need to. Oh, Lord. Oh, what was up with her eyeliner on Raw last week? <laughs> I don't know. I, I oh, it's like she had, like, this bright red eyeliner underneath her eyes. It's like, well, what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And it's like... And it's got, like, some really, really good match. Like, Rusev being added to the United States titles. Hopefully, Rusev Day comes at WrestleMania, which... Uh, I know. It's, like, really, like, that's your... <laughs> it's, like, the most overdue right now before Dan and Brian decided to come back. And he's just now, like, what, 10 days before the show getting an actual match? Like, okay. Have you heard about some of the stories uh, about Rusev and dark matches about how over he is? He's so over. <laughs> like, it's, it's absurd. Like, my favorite one was... Uh, it was a dark match. It was an eight-man tag, and Rusev is on the heel team. And the crowd just keeps chanting Rusev Day. So finally, <laughs> he drops down from the heel side of the apron. He runs around to the face side, climbs up, and as the face is going for the hot tag, he sticks his arm out. He gets the hot tag, and he like clean, gets the hot tag, cleans house on his own team, <laughs> and pins them, and like which makes no sense, but like. And, <laughs> But AJ, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, why, it's like, why is the ref counting that? And like AJ and Randy can't do anything because they'll get showered in booze if they attack Rusev. <laughs> so they celebrate with Rusev. Oh man! Oh, but there are actually some really, really good matches. I mean, granted, you still got the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's there. <laughs> and it's fine. Uh, and. Uh, the she who shall not be named Memorial Battle Royal. Oh Lord! And did you see the trophy? <laughs> it just looks like a uterus. Thing. It, it does. <laughs> it's like, come on, guys. What are you doing? <laughs> it's like, is like I know that fucking Stephanie's busy trading for this match, but is there not a, any other <laughs> female employee to look over this stuff? Like uh, at the company. I mean, you could just call it the May Young since they love the May Young Battle Royal. They could have called it uh, the Alundra Blaze, the Trish Stratish Battle Royal. Give her some credit for goddamn once. Like I would have even taken the Michelle Bacool Battle Royal just for the hell. <laughs> just, just, just to fucking get Undertaker back. Yeah, the loving life uh, Battle Royal. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh. I was not expecting to go this much in the wrestling. And on top of that, I don't know if you watch New Japan, Joe. Uh, no, but I've heard some stuff. Oh, if if you see one thing after we're done tonight, done today, excuse me, uh, that Young Bucks versus the Golden Lovers match from uh, the other night or the other weekend. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. Great storytelling in that one. Uh, but anyway, folks, uh, I I... I'm sure you decided that you came in today because you wanted to hear some stuff about video games. <laughs> uh, oh, guess what, you fucking rubes. <laughs> oh, where we're going to get there. <laughs> it's WrestleMania season, baby. All right, so before we... get panic about wrestling. 
oh, there's so many shows for, especially if you watch stuff outside of WWE, like uh, Ring of Honor is doing the Super Card, Super Card of Honor, which has nothing to do with the mobile game. But anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, main event Kenny Omega versus Cody, which is the big. It won't be the big blow off, but it's the first meeting of those two since Cody's star screen bid to rule the bullet club. So that that's going to be really, really super cool. So yeah, it's a, it's a fun time in wrestling. I'm super excited, but before we get to the video game stuff really quick, folks, we've got a Patreon that we proudly advertise here on the show. So every little bit helps like our pal Tyler is giving us a dollar. Like imagine if all you, you guys could, do something as small as just giving us a buck. It would mean more games for us to review, uh, which leads to more content for the show and helps me because I can say to my wife, hey, look, see, we're making money here. So I, can, <laughs> I it's okay for me to miss work and do stuff over here. And, <laughs> and Joe, you know, he would love to have a financial reason to skip out on work to do something else. So, hey, everyone wins. I th- yeah. <laughs> So, folks, uh, and Joe, uh, real quick, what is that website for people who want to find our Patreon site? Uh, that would be patreon.com slash the firm up. Indeed. So go check us out there. And, uh, hey, every little bit helps. And plus, we've got some nice little rewards when we reach certain tiers and when we uh, and if you donate a certain amount. Because, hey, like I said, me and Joe are looking for other things to do. I wouldn't mind doing some commentary tracks again for anyone who comes aboard and helps us out there. So, hey, give it a look-see. Yeah. All right, Joe, what is the first story? Uh, I would love to tell you, Malcolm, but my browser decided to freeze. Okay. Uh, <laughs> fantastic. So time. how about that WrestleMania? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, I've got MPD results for the month of February um, 2018. And what I can gather from the first paragraph that I can uh, <laughs> that I can actually see on this fucking page is that uh, Monster Hunter, once again, the top-selling game uh, for the yeah. month. Yeah. That, Monster Hunter World, specifically. That the the review is incoming, folks, because I'm playing the heck out of it, and uh, it is so awesome. Like Dest, I wish games like Destiny and Battlefront would uh, keep an eye on this game and learn from the examples. Because not only is it fun to play, like they've built it so that, granted, you're doing a lot of missions over and over and killing a lot of monsters over and over. But the battles are so fun and frantic that it's a different experience every single time. On top of that, they keep doing, get this, Joe, free updates. I didn't need to buy a <laughs> yeah. I, I know, right? I didn't have to buy a season pass or a piece of <laughs> DLC to get this. They're just like, hey, we're going to include uh, this cool monster called Devil Joe. He looks like a Tyrannosaurus pickle. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, uh, PS. PlayStation users, you like that Aloy, huh? How about some Aloy armor and some Watcher armor for your Palico or Ryu? If you if you play a Street Fighter Five, here's some Ryu armor and later Sakura armor. And hey, yeah, just for funsies, here's stuff like a uh, a helmet in the shape of one of the monsters that just dropped today, I think. And it gives you like cool stuff. Don't worry about giving us any more money. You gave us sixty bucks. You're good. <laughs> oh, it's the game that keeps on giving. Like, and if it keeps going strong like this, it's gonna do pretty well in our tournament. Uh, granted, we are only in March, but and we've got some big, big ones coming out. Uh, one coming in specific coming out just next month. But man, it's 
it, it's a it's a real home run. We started this year with two home runs, if you include Dragon Ball Fighters. But uh, yeah, it's an amazing game. Love it to death. Mm. And all right, <clears throat> now that this is loaded up properly here, uh, that, uh, <laughs> that was the second part of my little rant there. <laughs> Uh, all right. Overall, uh, the month of February 2018 is a is up 23 percent from last year's uh, February. So that's pretty good for for the industry. Uh, second in software was still Call of Duty World War II. Gotcha. Uh, number two, uh, NBA 2K18 at number three. Dragon Ball Fighters uh, still selling strong at number four. Oh good. Uh, yeah. GTA 5 rounding out the top five. Good God. Yep. <laughs> it won't uh, die. Sh- <laughs> Like here's another encouraging one. Shadow of the Colossus, the remaster, is up for number six. I still need to get that game. It, I, it just hit the time where I've been without money, which has been the last six months. But uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, all right. So, what else happened there? Uh, let's see. UFC three at number uh, seven, a game that I didn't even realize was out <laughs> or been announced for that matter. But there you go. <laughs> uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance at number eight. Uh, Mario Kart 8 at number 9, and Super Mario Odyssey rounding out uh, the top 10 there. Nice, nice. It's like, yeah, yeah. Congrats. I'm really happy for Monster Hunter World. Like, once again, I said this uh, at last show, but honestly, I thought the best it could do was get, like, a nice little niche audience, sort of like what Dark Souls has. And, you know, it, it would be enough that it would make a profit, and maybe we'll get another Monster Hunter World in the future. I didn't expect it to lay waste to the competition. <laughs> it's like, but daggone, congratulations to Capcom. that they, they produced a real winner, and hopefully they realize, hey, there's gold in them, their home consoles there. So, <laughs> uh, Speaking of home consoles, uh, the PS4 was a top-selling console in February. Yes. Uh, for the month. Uh, it's also worth noting, though, that the Nintendo Switch is on a record-setting pace uh, according to to this article here, um, yeah, over the first twelve months in in market, the Switch has achieved the highest installed base for a console platform in history. Uh, so yeah, Nintendo's sitting pretty there with the Switch. Hey, like we we've said pretty much all the love we can on the Switch, but kudos to Nintendo they they did a home run. Like I, the idea was smart. The uh, Switch itself, I can't it. it it's one of the. It can't be understated. It looks really, really cool, which is like really half the battle of making something an electronic piece of equipment. If it looks cool, you want it, and then you're like, oh, and it does this, this, and this. Sign me up. Especially if it's something that you can actually take with you somewhere. Yeah. Um, like you know, TV. Obviously, you know, whatever. It's a rectangle, right? <laughs> but like, it's a uh, <laughs> put that on the back of the box. <laughs> but you know, like something that you actually you know can actually take with you in a portable way. Uh, you know, whether it's a phone or, or you know, a portable system or, or like a tablet or something. Yeah, you want it to look cool. Uh, yeah, and, it you know, it helps that it had probably arguably the best launch year lineup in the history of a of any sort of home console whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely up there. Uh, They're doing pretty good this year, too, for that matter. Yeah, that's there's like zero <laughs> – there's like zero signs of that thing slowing down mm-hmm. anytime. Like they've got the, they what's it called the that that cardboard box thing that they've got happening. Oh, next uh, lab, Labo. La, Labo or something like that. Yeah, like it's easy to make fun of that, but it actually looks super cool. <laughs> Plus, they're saving a ton of money on production materials too. I imagine. <laughs> like I'm, I'm kind of hoping that my sister buys it for my nephew so that I can go and play it with. <laughs> like some of that stuff actually looks pretty interesting. Like uh, the out, 
they, there's one where it's like essentially it's like this robot outfit out of cardboard <laughs> <laughs> that you slip the I almost said nunchucks, but the Joy-Cons in there yeah. as well as the Switch, and it reads it like you're fighting, and it's like, okay, like this, it, it looks a little elaborate, but it's kind of cool too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's 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 thinking about games in a very different way, which I appreciate. Yeah, and it's kind of funny though that like all these all these companies are going towards VR and creating all these headsets. Meanwhile. Nintendo's over there in the corner with paper mache and me. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like I like I think it's cool that you can like once you're actually done with it, you can throw it out. <laughs> you can just throw it out. Yeah, it's not gonna be like your guitar hero guitar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I've still got my shit here. It's like, why do I still have this? <laughs> it's like ours are still right behind the TV in the entertainment center. <laughs> yeah. Oh thank God I didn't buy the new Guitar Hero, which not not to say it was a bad game, but it, by, uh, from what I've heard, it's actually fairly good. But yeah, you know, let's face it: that guitar hero would be that guitar would be collecting dust in a corner right now, right next to the other guitar hero guitar. <laughs> All right. So, but anyway, going back to it, yeah, Switch is doing good. Monster Hunter World is doing good, and let's not take anything away from the PS4. It may not have the greatest opening of all time, but it is still selling pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's a lot there's a lot of great stuff coming for the PS4 as well. So. Hopefully, No Man's Sky coming to Xbox can turn it around for them. And <laughs> <laughs> their last hope. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting for Microsoft this year at E3 because if they don't have if they have anything short of the the conference of the weekend, then I think I think it's pretty much over. <laughs> I mean, it's not like the Xbox One is failing. It's just it's just there aren't any first party games for it. That's the only problem for it. That that's kind of a big problem, Joe. But you're I know, but I mean it's still selling really well. Yeah, you're you're abs you're you're absolutely right. It's easy to forget that just because of how well Nintendo and PlayStation are doing or Nintendo and Sony are doing. But uh yeah, they're not it's not that it's not selling. It's not that they aren't doing good numbers or turning a profit. It's just that it's not as much as the competition. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're absolutely right there. They're you know, Microsoft's not going away. Don't worry about that. I mean, yeah, because because one of the like with last month's uh, sales numbers uh, on the last show that we talked about, like the difference between the best selling and the third best selling was like three percent. So, mm -hmm. like, I mean, the PS4 and and the Switch are selling gangbusters. So for the, P the Xbox to still be selling within three percent or like only three percent less than that, uh, it, they're they're still pushing a lot of Xboxes. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, it is weird. It's like, what are people playing on this Xbox? Uh, but I don't know. So don't worry, folks. There will be an Xbox Two, or as they'll probably call it, Xbox Vista. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> God. I would love it if they did that, though. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I would hope that they've got better sense than that. Uh, but then again, there's the company that named their third uh, consoles a one, so who knows? Yeah, it's like what the heck? Yeah, I was about to make the joke that the <laughs> Xbox Two, which is actually the Xbox Four, but <laughs> what a mess! Good lord! All right, what's the next story, bud? <laughs> uh, next story here is that Sony has permanently cut the price on PlayStation VR, uh, pretty much across the board, uh, by about a hundred bucks, uh, effective as of yesterday, the 29th of March. Uh, let's see. Like the Doom VFR bundle is now two ninety nine. That's down from a hundred bucks, or down a hundred bucks from three ninety nine. Uh, the the Skyrim bundle uh, is down to three fifty, 
uh, down from 450. So um, pretty good, pretty good stuff there. If you're if you're looking to get into to VR, uh, especially if you've got a Toys R Us near you, uh, <laughs> I heard that they're slashing prices on on pretty much everything since they have to liquidate all of that. So hopefully, so maybe uh, if you're looking to to jump into PSVR, uh, maybe with with <laughs> you know go pick the bones of poor Toys R Us, and they'll have probably a discount on top of this new price cut. So I gotta tell you that depresses the heck out of me the it whole time. It does, doesn't it? Man, I used to I spent so much time in Toys R Us as a kid. Uh like I remember like having to grab a ticket off of those little flats and having to go to like the customer service area to and have them get my game out of the back or whatever. Yes. I I'm so glad someone remembers that too. <laughs> so I got my game genie, goddammit. It's like yeah, I'll like I'll never forget back in the NES days where they would have like an entire row of all the games just like lined up and you'd pray to God that there was a paper slip for you to grab one. Or, <laughs> or, but, oh, man. Yeah. And I remember those days and you'd have to like flip the uh, picture up in order to read the back of the box. So you'd have some idea. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like when I was a little kid, uh, Toys R Us was my sanctuary. Yeah. Uh, there... <laughs> so many N64 games I bought there. And plus, you know, like, you go there, like, they'd have, like, Transformers and He-Man action figures. And this is back in the day where if you wanted to find a specific action figure, you couldn't just get it on Amazon. You would have to go from store to store to store hoping to find one. And, oh, man. It, and just seeing all the toys there and seeing what they do, like, oh, I love being there. And like, that, that weird smell by the bikes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh Uh but I did enjoy riding the bikes up and down those two aisles. <laughs> oh man, it's like, and it's something that kids won't be able to really experience or appreciate nowadays. But yeah, like, yeah. you could just, like you said, you could just get the shit on Amazon or even Walmart or whatever or Target. Yeah, it's like, or and it sucks because it's not like a dedicated toy store. You know, it's not like this fucking, you know, Wonderland like Toys R Us was for kids. You know, it's like fucking two or two or three aisles fucking between. <laughs> like baby shit and you know fucking i don't know <laughs> maternity clothes or whatever yeah when they went like when in, they became like 50 percent of babies are us that's when i think the magic started to die just a little bit but uh i remember do you remember christmas time looking for your newspaper for that toys r us uh holiday <laughs> catalog and i would use that religiously for my christmas list of santa every year yeah that's a big deal to get it was a big deal for uh, for companies to get their stuff featured in that in that magazine. Like, and I'll be posting on Facebook later. But I actually made like uh, it was going to be my final Toys R Us trip, but I forced my wife to bring me over there just so I could look around. And uh, it's it it sucks, but you know, seeing it fifty percent uh, babies are us, and just looking around, like it still kind of looks cool. Like I, I would still see toys that I haven't seen anywhere else over there, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it sucked, and like a part of my childhood died. Yeah, but, yeah. That's where I bought fucking Pokemon Blue, goddammit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's where I got red. <laughs> yeah, I was like... I made snowboarding for $80 and <laughs> 64 Or uh, my mom got it for $80, because obviously I was fucking, what, <laughs> 11? That's where I got my uh, black and red uh, Game Boy Pocket. Oh, man. Uh, th those are when they made it slimmer. I was like, "Yeah, 
all over that kid is. You know, I saw an old Toys R Us ad. Someone was posting like old Toys R Us ads on on Twitter, and I was looking at some of the prices on that. Like a Game Boy Pocket was like seventy dollars. I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> really? Like, yeah. God damn that that's not a bad that's. Not bad. I mean, we're still talking like what nineteen ninety seven money, so it's probably like, it's probably like close to one hundred and fifty bucks now, but mm. still. Uh, the Game Boy was so like we could do a show just by what was like using a Game Boy for and Toys R Us for that matter. But <laughs> well, kids, you have to go to Walgreens every couple of weeks to get batteries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like you remember that when the Game Boy was dying, you'd flip the batteries around hoping to get just like another ten minutes of life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, it was always really kind of creepy when the game would die during it because like. All of a sudden, you hear perfect. It wouldn't sound. die like all of a sudden, and it wouldn't like flicker, or, like it wouldn't just go straight off. And like the screen would like kind of like fade. <laughs> so, and the music would start to get like really glitchy and uh, dark. Like, like I would be playing like Super Mario Land. It's like and then it would just cut as the screen fades into nothing. Remember worm lights? I had a few worm lights. Was that the, like, I had an attachment for the Game Boy, because, by the way, folks, the screen didn't illuminate at all. <laughs> yeah, so if you're in the back of your fucking parents' car, tr- like, trying to play at night, uh, you could not. <laughs> they get the time shit with, like, the street lights <laughs> as you're passing, it's like, you know, the, going down the street. Like, I actually had a screen, and no joke, it actually had, like, a lamp attached to this little adapter that go- went on the Game Boy. Yeah, the, the worm light is the one I had, the Nyko one. Yeah, like Nyko's been around for a while, goddamn. But uh, <laughs> uh, heroes or what? <laughs> oh yeah, I use that thing religiously on long car trips. <laughs> and, oh man. Anyway, so the VR dropping a hundred dollars in price. Uh, I think it's a good move. Like uh, I did want to jump on board, but for reasons, and one of them being, hey, it's another four gr- four. I almost said four grand, but for it. <laughs> Not quite that bad. Uh, it's another $400 sort of held me off, but uh, yeah, it's gone down in price now. So I think, I think it's at a point where it's pretty reasonable as far as uh, peripheral to the PS4. Uh, Speaking of, if you're, if you've got Wipeout, the Omega collection that got a free VR update as well, alongside this, uh, this price cut. And apparently it's really good. Yeah. Really I've, heard, I've heard good things about Wipeout and the idea, the, the thing about putting a VR mode in there, I think, does nothing but helps it. Yeah, because apparently, like, basically the only difference uh, between, like, the PS4 Pro version and, you know, the VR version is that, you know, they got rid of the motion blur, uh, obviously, because they don't want people throwing up all over their heads. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, they adjusted some of the lighting. But other than that, uh, the game, you know, visually is, is pretty close to, to what the, the main game is, you know, just on standard hardware. So um, if you've got a PlayStation VR... Um, Apparently, this seems like a very worthwhile uh, investment. Mm, definitely. All right. So, what's the next item? Uh, let's see. We've got uh, the free games for April uh, for PlayStation Plus. Uh, April 2018 is being headlined by uh, Mad Max on PS4. Uh, that was a pretty under underappreciated game. I actually liked it. I thought it was okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying it was game of the year, Joe. I'm just saying it was all right. <laughs> Uh, it's made by the same people who made uh, Just Cause, uh, you know, Just Cause Two, Just Cause Three, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, uh, it's basically it's basically one of those, but you know, wrapped in a Mad Max skin, which is, 
yeah, like Malcolm said, it's that's a pretty good <laughs> use of your time. Um, also on PS4 is Trackmania Turbo, uh, which is a super high-paced uh, racing game. Uh, that was actually free on Xbox Live as well just a few months ago, so uh, I guess I'll have it on two platforms now. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, other games include In Space We Brawl on PS3, uh, Toy Home on PS3, 99 Vitas on PS Vita, <laughs> uh, and That's Huber. a lot of Vitas. <laughs> We've just got so many, we don't know what to do with them. Uh, and Hubert Rebooted, uh, which is crossed by across PS3, PS4, and Vita. Um, so there you go. Uh, hmm. Not as strong as last month, but you know what? It's pretty. T- it's not bad. Uh, just for Fear, Fury Road. Just for Mad Max, it's not bad. <laughs> uh, kind of pales with uh, with with. Uh, with the games with gold coming up, though, uh, that that seemed like it was pretty, pretty good. Uh, let's see, we've got for for Xbox, they're getting fucking uh, The Witness, uh, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, uh, Dead Space Two, <laughs> uh, and Cars Two. So three out of four ain't bad. Uh, over there, the, the Witness, where the ending literally pisses down its own leg. So yeah. <laughs> uh, still a good game. Though. It is. It is. Like, that... As long as you don't attention to the story. Uh, it's not bad. Like, as long as you weren't playing for, like, any sort of mystery around the island, and if you just enjoy puzzles, it's fantastic. Like It's an amazing puzzle game. Oh, um, Lord. It's pro- like, the puzzles are probably the best puzzles out there. Like, I would I would put it right up there with Portal 2. Yeah, like, I mean, I remember playing that, you know, and, like, having to grab a notebook and a pencil to, like, fucking, <laughs> to, like, sketch shit out. Like, all right, man, if I do this, this, that, man. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, and... It really like I've did. got like four pages worth of fucking witness notes it's like in a, a notebook. Some of those puzzle, puzzles, I would put up like uh, solving some of those puzzles. I would put it right up there with the sense of accomplishment that I came from beating a really hard Souls boss. <laughs> like there was like, the one in the greenhouse where you actually had to look through this tinted glass at a puzzle. <laughs> and... There, well, there you have it, folks. It's the witnesses, the Dark Souls of puzzle games. Kind of is actually. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if you could, if you could, if you can come up to me and say, "Yep, I beat it," then you know, it's one of those. All right, good on you, man. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm actually impressed. <laughs> it took me and my wife working together to beat that game. Oh man, you know, speaking of, of uh, working together to beat a game, I, I the only game that I've fucking bought this year, and it's only because you can split it between two people, <laughs> uh, is a way out. Me and my buddy, uh, we got together last weekend. We we're hanging out. He's like, "Hey." We heard about this game called The Way Out. I was like, I have. It sounds amazing. He's like, and he's like, you want to split it? I was like, sure. Because I, I, I was like, oh, yeah, you can split it. Like, one person can buy it for 30 bucks, and they can just invite someone to play it with them uh, throughout the whole game for free. Uh, so we're like, yeah, we'll split it 15 bucks each and play it. And, man, let me tell you, Malcolm, that game is excellent. Holy shit. Is it? Yeah. It is so good, <laughs> especially the very last of it. Uh, um, I would recommend that you play that with Sandra. That game is so good. The end of that game is a real fucking holy shit. Um, you know, and this is a game made by that Joseph Forrest dude who who went on that. Fuck the Oscars. <laughs> but more importantly, he also made Brothers: uh, Tale of Two Sons, uh, which is another just kind of harrowing, kind of not harrowing, but like you know, like it hits you. It's, it's a game that hits you, and it's also a co-op game. 
they well that that game you could play single player if if you wanted to, but um you know a way out is is a, is co op only. You can't play it single player at all. Like uh, Brothers reminded me of I what was his name John Bluth. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, of one of his fil- films because those those cartoons would hit you right in the feels at a certain point when you were a little kid. And uh, let's just without spoiling it for those for those unlucky few who have not played Brothers, you know, there's a part where it just like it hurts you. It's like it's kind kind of painful to go through just because you're sort of feeling what the character is going through right there. Yeah, yeah, and and this game, you know, it, it's a very di- like the story setup is is completely different. It's about you know two, it's a it's a prison break game. You know, you and you your you and your buddy control two characters that are breaking out of prison, uh, and it's about six or between like six and eight hours. It's not super long, uh, and yeah, like you get to the end, it's it's again like you know you spend most of the time you're like oh yeah check this cool like co-option like all this cool shit that you do to like break bust out of this prison and eventually you chase that you know no one gets out of prison scot-free so you know you're running away and all, all the stuff in between as you're doing as as partners is you know like oh this is super fun and cool and really does some really great co-op stuff uh and then the end is like oh fuck man <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah you i man it's that uh, you this... got someone to play with i i highly 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 recommend it now, is this one of those games where uh, there are multiple endings? Uh, there are two endings, yes. Okay. Um, but I'm not going to spoil okay. any of it. I will say, all I will say is that, especially you, you've got the benefit of, of having someone you can play on the couch with. Like, the only thing that would have made my experience with the game better was if I'd played at couch co-op instead of online. Mm. So that I could be next to the person <laughs> playing it at the end. Uh, oh, so okay. You, you have, so you having that benefit, I would, I would definitely, definitely, definitely recommend it to you. Okay, so I thought this is one where you had to be on the couch together. I didn't know that uh, online was enabled. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, online is enabled, and like I said, if if you can, you just invite someone to download. Like they download a demo or whatever, like a, a demo client of the game, uh, and then whoever buys the game, you know, just invites them over, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> like there's a demo version of the game that you know is unplayable unless someone with the full game invites you, but. Yeah, that's all it takes. Oh wow, that's Playing interesting. Out. Yeah, it is. It's super cool. So basically, it's fifteen bucks per person. Uh, See, the, what I, to check that out. It's I, I highly recommend it. I would love it if when you press start, the first thing you get is that that rant from the creator that they did at the game. <laughs> uh, I love that guy. He's like, look, this is an EA game, but you know, there's none of that bullshit in here. <laughs> uh, I, I love that guy. Oh, he he was definitely one of the most memorable things about that award show, I, and I mean that both the positive and the constructive way. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I love that guy, especially after this. Now it's like, man, that guy's made two of my favorite just games. Period. So, all right. So one, uh, since we're talking about games that we're getting, I'll I'll just bump this uh, little you know sh- little story in here really quick, just mainly because I want to ask you the question that follows, Joe. Uh, recently on the PlayStation YouTube channel as a little teaser for a lesser-known upcoming game from this indie studio called Santa Monica, uh, God of War <laughs> is coming soon. And uh, they essentially released the prelude of the story of the gods in the Norse world of God of War. And uh, I'm a uh, lesser-known fact, immediately following uh, us recording the show, I'm going to go on PSN and pre-order the game. <laughs> So I'm I'm curious, Joe. Are are you getting God of War? I am getting God of War. Excellent. 
we we can do a review of this game. Then. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, be getting, <laughs> I'll be getting a physical copy of it because I've got that Gamers Club Unlocked uh, business, which gets me 20% off. Yeah, I respect that, man. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that I'm pretty sure Sandro would, will want to play this game too, and I don't want to have to, like, share a disc with her. Which, <laughs> which, by the way, folks, remember that if you're married. Digital games, you put it on each P- PlayStation 4 because all couples have multiple PS4s in their house and are not crazy like me. <laughs> <laughs> or are crazy like me, I guess I should have said there. Goddamn. But anyway... <laughs> Yeah, I cannot wait for this game. Like the, that'll be the game that finally gets me to stop playing Monster Hunter for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it's just everything they've done about this game. Like the Kratos actually looks like an interesting character now, and yeah. they completely changed the dynamic. I'm not going to say it's going to be Last of Us level of cooperation between you and your son, but everything that they're doing with the kid actually looks really interesting. And plus we really don't know anything about the story. We just know it's God of war. And from what we piece together, it's in Norse mythology. That's it. So. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm perfectly fine with that. So, so, so much of like uh fucking, you know, video game and like comic book movie, like culture nowadays is like fucking like 800 trailers and like breaking down every single trailer it's like, man, what if we just went in and fucking watched this thing <laughs> or played this thing without having to know everything about it beforehand? Yeah, I would definitely say God of War is one of those things where you just see the title and you 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 know right off the bat whether you're in or not. And yeah, like maybe just like the one trailer to say, oh yeah, this is what this game is now. Like it's not Greek, it's Norse. Okay, yeah, all right, and you know there, I'm in or I'm out. There you go. And it's not just endless combos and <laughs> him yelling at shit. <laughs> Hey, that was pretty cool. I enjoyed those. Calliope. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, like hearing Kratos yell stuff. Back uh, I'm sure you're gonna get that. I, I, <laughs> I'm pretty certain you're not gonna have to worry about not having that. And I'm pretty sure there'll be like a sex mini game where you regain your health and gain experience <laughs> points. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Hell's a game. Son, uh, why don't you go hunt some deer out there for a bit? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I cannot wait. It, it looks like it's going to be glorious, so I cannot wait. But uh, anyway, uh, as far as those videos, that it's like a four or five part videos. They're like two or three minutes each, so it's you'll get through them really quickly. It just uh, goes through the tale, and they really should just rename the series "Gods or Assholes" because spoiler, that's <laughs> that ends up being the story. So, <laughs> um, and yeah, the game has gone gold. Also, that's one of the stories I got here. So. Oh, oh, see, segue. (laughs) (laughs) No need to worry about delays any further. (laughs) All right. So, awesome. Moving on. Uh, Moving on, we've got uh, some Yakuza news here. Kiwami 2 is coming to the PS4 in the West in August. Um, Obviously, they're they're remaking the second Yakuza game the way they remade the first one. Um, I don't think they had announced any concrete plans to bring it here, but, you know, with the success of the previous, you know, between Kiwami 1 and Yakuza 0 uh, being as successful as they were, unsurprising to see that this is coming out uh, August 28th here in North America. And I hope they keep doing this, uh, just like redoing every single uh, Yakuza. And it's not just that they're prettying it up either. They're adding stuff. Like in Kiwami 2, they already announced that they're going to be Goro Mishima air areas and the reintroduction of uh, one of our of our favorite mini game from yakuza zero the whole hostess club uh, or yeah 
That's, oh man, that's coming back. I, I looked at, <laughs> I I looked at because I'm almost done with Yakuza Zero finally, almost. Uh, and I looked at the gameplay clock on it, and it's like 120 hours. And I'd wager that about half of that is between the cabaret club and the, the real estate stuff. Oh, there'd uh, be nights where that that was all that I was doing. Like I was training my hostesses. I was doing. <laughs> Because once you memorize the the signals, it gets so much easier. But <laughs> I just wish that the cabaret club made even near, nearly as much money as the the real estate business once it's leveled up. Because you know, like the best you can do as a, at the cabaret club is like a hundred million yen or hundred something. Whereas you know, once you level up all the real estate businesses, you can make like one and a half billion yen <laughs> in like seven minutes. It's like fuck. But it's nowhere near as fun as uh, the Capitol. It is Club. nowhere near as fun because sometimes it's like, well, I need this money, but I have like to fill 10 minutes and I don't really feel like doing anything around, around the area. So it's like, eh. Uh, like I'll just, I'll just sleep, I'll put the controller down and just look at my phone for like eight minutes while all the stupid meters go up. You, you know what's a stupid thing I love about the Cabaret Clubs? Like when you would go into the Cabaret Battle and, <laughs> and the intro where it's Goro walking one way, the other owner walking the other way and then you they both stop and do this turn back back it's like it's like straight out of jojo and it's like this is <laughs> like first of all well, i've like that like i have two questions immediately number one what are you doing here this is my club <laughs> go manage your club second of all why did they agree to pose like this <laughs> oh my god and uh but yeah that they were gonna get some like Store, backstory on Goro, who once again is consecutively like because you know Japan loves the popularity polls. Uh, Goro wins that poll every year. Kazuma comes in second every year too. Who so you know no one dislikes Kazuma, but you know Goro's been the runaway favorite. So it's awesome that he's going to get some extra stuff included there. Uh -huh. The the one to look out for is Yakuza 3 getting a Kiwami, because I don't know if you heard about the, how that went down when it was released initially, but they tried cutting out all the Japanese games and uh, side stuff in there, and people in America got upset about that. Like, no, that's part of the charm of the series. What are you doing? So hopefully <laughs> we get Kiwami for number three here, and they put in all of the Japanese goodness in there. So Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I mean, before... Like, all the hype around Yakuza 0 started coming around. Um, like, I paid pretty much zero attention to the series. I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, like, I don't have time for that. <laughs> um, which was true. Like, it, like I heard that these games are, like, super long. And I was like, eh. <laughs> so I was like, nah. That's Ain't fine. about that life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about that life right now. Uh, but once I got my hands in Yakuza 0, I was like, man, what the fuck have I been doing all this time? <laughs> are you gonna Fucking idiot. Are you going to do Yakuza Kiwami afterwards? Uh, I'm actually going to do Yakuza 6 afterwards because I did get a code for that that I've been sitting on. Oh, you lucky bastard. Where, where did you <laughs> get the like, code from? from? From Sega. Ask him for another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll do that. Yeah, why not? <laughs> hey, I've got a, I got a co-host. We would love to both talk about this game and fr like <laughs> pluck it. <laughs> oh. God damn it. Ugh. You know, the more I play Yakuza 0, uh, the more mad I am that I that it didn't advance past RE7. It's like, man, come on. <laughs> God damn it. Send him that email. Uh, well, well, congratulations. I'm happy you got that. Because that'll be the next game that I get as well. Yeah. I'm going to be all about the 
Yakuza life right now. <laughs> like once I beat Yakuza six, I'll probably get into the original Kawami. There he is. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, interesting. You're gonna start with the beginning and end, and then go to the middle. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, because I just don't have the money to, to, to buy <laughs> my own games right now. So I'm just gonna go through my backlog. Uh, oh shit. Oh, yeah. Plus the Kiwami is only like twenty nine ninety nine, I believe. So you, you yeah. which is a steal, once again in my opinion, for that game. But I digress. Uh, Kiwami two is gonna be fifty bucks. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be Yakuza two is considered one of the top rated games, so that's yeah, that's kind of understandable. Yeah. Um first run copies uh will be a steelbook edition as well, so and no extra cost. So there you go. Oh yeah. Uh, I got that steel book for Kiwami, so yeah, it, it is actually a pretty nice uh, sleeve. That you pull it out if when it's pulled out, you see all the scenery and stuff. But when you put on the sleeve, it focuses only on Haruto, the the sort of the cub of the lone wolf and cub with Kazuma. So yeah, it's really mm-hmm. sweet. All right, moving on. Uh, also, while while we're talking about Yakuza, the Yakuza Six demo uh, is back online. Uh, you can't play through the whole game anymore. Uh, that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> uh, it's still a giant 36 and a half gig download, but uh, you will be able to carry your save file uh, from that into the full game uh, as originally intended. So that's nice. Um, I believe there's also a free theme for the game somewhere if you want to look into that. I don't know. Mm. But the important thing is the demo's up now. Uh, and you'll still have, what, like a month before the game is out? Because that game comes out late April, I think. Mm. See, that's uh, something I would love it if all demos did. You know, you could carry over what you did over. Because there have been some demos where I put in some serious time just playing the heck out of them. <laughs> some betas, too, would be nice as well. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, awesome. April 17th, so about two weeks, two and a half weeks. Indeed. i got to start saving up some money, money for that one. All right, moving on. Um, moving on here. Uh, Square Enix uh, is opening a new studio called Luminous Productions, and it's being headed up by the director of Final Fantasy XV, uh, Hajime Tabata. So that's neat. They should have just uh, called. <laughs> they should have just called that uh, studio the Bicentennial because that's that'll be the time we see any games come from. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's still unclear whether they'll be making anything Final Fantasy related, but the apparently the purpose for the studio will be developing new AAA titles and innovative game content to a global audience. Well, if you, as you've been keeping up with the news, Joe, you know it's been a while since Hajime has been able to create and complete anything Final Fantasy related <laughs> without yeah, somebody no. coming into the rescue. All right, dude, just finish it up. God damn it. <laughs> just fucking put a lid on it. <laughs> but hey, uh, congrats. You know, Square must be doing well if they're opening up another studio. So Yeah, so. it'll be interesting to see uh, what they actually produce. Mm-hmm. But it'll be a while, um, even if they weren't super slow. <laughs> um, any, any new game production uh, is lengthy, so... It'll be a while before we see what that actually entails. All right. All right. What else happened? Uh, for all you racing fans, uh, Gran Turismo Sport has gotten yet another update. Uh, um, you know, back in December, uh, they had announced plans of, of bringing upwards of 50 cars uh, or new, yeah, 50 uh, new free cars uh, to the game by the end of, we know, within a few months. Uh, and with this latest update, that, that pretty much fulfills that. 
but because this past update, which came out yesterday, I believe, uh, introduced 13 new cars, uh, as well as a new track, some more single player, uh, you know, some more single player races. Uh, VR mode got updated as well. You can now do actual time trials in it. Um, so you can just lap around, you know, your favorite track and your favorite car, uh, without having to race, you know, AI opponents or whatever. Uh, if you want to just, you know, get into a cockpit of a car and, and race around your favorite track, you can do that now, which is pretty neat. Um, it's a big update. It's about four and a half gigs, I think, but worthwhile, I think. Um, I'm, I'm really happy with the way, uh, GT Sport is turning out. Mm. And, uh. I believe GT. I don't know if it's still continuing, but I last time I checked, GT Sport was like, uh, was it on sale for like thirty one dollars and forty nine cents? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't looked at it recently. Um, but yeah, that game has gone sale on sale uh, a few different times because uh, unfortunately, I don't think it has sold as well as Sony would have liked. Um, I think part of it was because they went with this weird sport direction instead of calling it GT Seven or whatever. Um, but hopefully, uh, this. All this extra content brings people, you know, back into the fold because they've they've brought in, like, there's still, I still think there aren't enough uh, tracks in the game uh, overall. But you know, the addition, I mean, the, the cars that they've been adding are really good, you know, classic cars uh, that people really, that I personally love playing, you know, in GT games over the years. Uh, you know, with the sport focus uh, that they took, they kind of went with a lot of like super specialized race car versions of cars, you know, that are like, you know, like just not you know, the production models people are used to kind of racing in, in Gran Turismo games, which I think kind of took away from the appeal, you know, what brought people to that series to begin with. Uh, so I'm happy that they've been, you know, over the last few months bringing a lot of those cars back uh, with these free updates. Mm. Oh, by the way, it is back to fifty nine ninety nine, unfortunately. So but uh, don't, don't worry, folks, it'll go on sale again if you're waiting. Yeah, it, it goes, I mean, when it does go on sale, it goes on sale for like half off usually too, so. Yeah, yeah, especially um, if you're on a PlayStation Plus loser, uh, user, excuse me. All right, Malcolm. If you're one of those guys. Those fucking chumps. <laughs> All right, what's the next story? Uh, let's see, Fortnite still is the biggest game in the fucking world right now, uh, so that means games are still taking... Uh, a cue from that, the latest game of all games is fucking Dying Light. Remember Dying Light? That game came out three years ago. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> a great game. Uh, but I'm always interested to see that they're still updating that thing. Uh, you know, well past when they really need to. Uh, but the the latest DLC for this game uh, that's not out yet, but upcoming, uh, will be called Bad Blood. And it will be a Battle Royale mode. Uh, because that's just the hot new thing now is Battle Royale. Battle Royale mode is the new press triangle to counter. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, I mean, the the difference here is the player count. You know, those, you know PUBG uh, and Fortnite, you know, those are 100-player games. Uh, this will be down to six players <laughs> because, you know, the map, uh, you know, the city in which the, the game takes place in is much smaller than the maps featured in those games. Uh, but it works... Uh, essentially the same way you know the six players are dropped into you know around around the city and they have to acquire you know different upgrades and weapons and whatnot to, to take each other out but of course with the game being what it is uh players will also have to deal with you know the zombie hordes uh that populate that city as well so it'll be interesting to see how how that uh how that unfolds in this particular game um a game that i really really like by the way i, I that game really took me by surprise because you know it's made by techland who made also those dead island games that i really just 
really dislike because I think they're really bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Dying Light is what those games should have been all along, uh, which is to say very good. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. I but... wonder if it'll be paid or, or if it'll be a free update. It, this article doesn't uh, specify, but... Hopefully it's a free update. I, I, I'm i still holding on hope that some will learn from Monster Hunter. Like, hey, maybe we should nickel and dime our users every step of the way. But uh, we'll, we'll see. All right, moving on. Uh, moving on, we've got some remaster news here. Uh, Red Faction Guerrilla, remember that game? Because it's, com- it's coming back, baby, in, in glorious 4K resolution. Uh, THQ Nordic, uh, you know, they... I think that's one of the properties they bought, you know, when the original THQ died. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This THQ Nordic thing is super confusing, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, they they got a hold of the the Red Faction IP, and they're now remastering the 2009 game, uh, bringing it to PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, I never played that game, but I always heard a lot of great things about it. People who played it really seemed to enjoy it, because uh, it was basically basically just uh, a game that let you wreck wreck basically whatever you wanted uh very easily and people were into that see it tells what this tells me is that they want to do another red faction guerrilla game but at the same time they're also thinking who who remember aside from joe who else remembers red faction so <laughs> you release the remaster and people are like oh wow this is kind of cool and then they're like hey new game and everyone's still <laughs> Hopefully that's what happened with uh, with Burnout Paradise. That that remaster came out I think two weeks ago, uh, and apparently it's an it's an extremely good remaster. Uh, oh, good, good. Yeah, like people were like, "Holy shit!" Like, because that game came out on PC as well. You know, that was a little bit better than the Xbox and PlayStation versions. Uh, but people were afraid, it's like, "Yeah, hopefully they're not just porting the PC version." It's like, no, this is actually redone in a lot of really great ways. And apparently the game is super fun to play as well. Like it. It just aged really well. Like, okay, I kind of want to play it again. <laughs> like a um, fine wine. And and man, it's like, yeah, they should bring back Burnout. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that that series was so good. Um, and with, you know, EA owns that. And hopefully they look at that. They're like, maybe we should make a Burnout instead of fucking Need for Speed. Because <laughs> Need for Speed has not had a good run uh, in the last, like, decade. Yeah, like uh, every time I see a Need for Speed uh, game announced or a new trailer, it feels like I'm watching the same game. Like, like not as obviously as Burnout or anything like that, but it just feels like, yeah, the, okay, this fits. You're in a car. I get. <laughs> yeah, like they like they completely lost the plot with Need for Speed. Like they kind of forgot why people played those games to begin with. Like for me, what I loved about playing Need for Speed games back in the day was, you know, it was exotic cars and exotic locations, and then. You know, then Fast and the Furious came out, and, you know, that's when they started the Underground series, which is, like, fucking, you know, tuner cars, which isn't terrible, but it's, like, I don't necessarily want to race a fucking Honda Civic down the dirty city alley, you know? I want to fucking drive drive this Lamborghini across the beach. Uh, That's so much better. Um, And then when Fast Five came out, you know, they, they look at that again. They're like, maybe people love fucking stories with their car stuff. It's like, no, not necessarily. I just want, I still just want to drive this cool car in this cool place. I don't want a fucking dumb fucking first draft fucking Fast and the Furious story attached to it. <laughs> <Thanks so. laughs> it's about family. <laughs> <laughs> like, like just, just let me race this fucking car. God damn it. Stop giving me all this extra bullshit to do. <laughs> You got to get to that truck and steal that other car inside the truck for. <laughs> oh my god! 
family. <laughs> so, so yeah. Long story short, I hope Burnout comes back. <laughs> mm, and yeah. also, I guess Reaction Gorilla who looks cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, from what I've seen from the still images that I'm looking up on Google, as you were talking about the story, the game looks pretty, pretty badass. No, yeah. Like I, I, it's one of those games that I always meant to play, but I just never got around to. Yeah, I'm getting more and more of those as I got as I get older, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right, what else happened? Uh, let's see. Uh, we've also got that Zone of the Enders, the second runner uh, remaster. Remember that? <laughs> oh, I, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> so did I. Um, it's not coming as soon as we thought. <laughs> it was originally slated for, I believe, spring uh, of this year, but it's now coming September 2018 instead um, to PS4 and, and PC. Hmm. Um, yeah, there you go. All right. I think I've told the story of watching my little brother play through that game and about a thousand times in the show, but you know, hopefully there's a demo for it because I wouldn't mind getting, getting a chance to get into it again. Then maybe I'll get it, but (laughs) the demo will be included with uh, metal gear. (laughs) Survive. survive. (laughs) What a dumpster fire that game turned out to be. (laughs) Uh, hey, you want to pl- have a second save file? All right, ten bucks. Let's go. <laughs> the fuck out of here! <laughs> Just gave you six bucks. <laughs> oh, what's the matter with you? Get out of here! <laughs> hey, you don't want a second character with the zombies? Just like chase you till you find a hill and just stand there and stab him with a harpoon. <laughs> See, Lucky knows what I'm talking about. All right. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Man. Yeah, no review coming for that game, by the way. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> you, you lost me at a non-Hideo Kojima game. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. Uh, Doom uh, just got updated for PS4 Pro. Um, it has a, it's gotten a 4K update for PS4 Pro. Uh, as well as Xbox One, but we don't need to talk about that particular one here. Uh <laughs> <laughs> It'll be interesting to see uh, whether or not it's stay- whether it's like a locked at 4K uh, because the the whole thing is that they want to keep the game at 60 frames. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if it actually keeps that 4K resolution uh, as the action in that game gets hectic. Uh, but either way, yeah, if you've got a PS4 Pro, um, look forward to that. Or actually, no, that update's already out. So go ahead and check that out if you want. And if you if you don't have Doom yet, number one, shame on you. Number two, don't worry; it's usually on sale for like nineteen ninety nine. But you know, I've been looking for an excuse to play uh, Doom again, so yeah. I'll pop that in. All right, and what else you got, Joe? Let's see. Speaking of game updates, The Witcher Three uh, has an HDR patch still incoming. Uh, they announced that a few months ago. Uh, that they were bringing, you know, HDR to that game, uh, you know, via PS4 Pro. Uh, and I think it's also going to be, you know, the regular PS4 as well. Uh, but apparently that they they keep they keep pushing it back. That they do assure you people that it is still coming. Um, but I guess every time they kind of tweak it, more bugs pop up. So they, 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 they're committed to making sure that... Uh, that the game doesn't break when they finally bring that HDR update to, to the game. Uh, so good on them for that. Yeah, you know, any other game, I would be all over them saying, oh, hurry up, hurry up. It's a freaking big game, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I could see it taking forever to get that thing to 4K standards. So, yeah, I mean, it's not like it needs it to sell as at this point. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, and, you know, I bought The Witcher 3 uh, when it first came out, and I, I played it a little bit. I, I didn't get completely into it. Like, I don't remember, and honestly, I don't remember if it was uh, the game not grabbing me or if there was other stuff that I had to play at the time. Uh, but maybe once this comes out, maybe I'll check it out. Yeah, like, uh, I actually bought it twice. I was like Joe and got it on launch day. And, uh, you know, I didn't, it didn't grab me. It, 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 I blame it on the fact that the game is really super huge. <laughs> it's really big. It's like, it's easy to get like kind of overwhelmed and you know, like, I'm never going to do like, I'd just be like going on horseback. All of a sudden I come to a house and a sea hag is attacking <laughs> me. It's like, what am I doing right now? <laughs> and before you know, you're going to taverns and you see some cool armor, but Hey, he also has a rare Gwent card that you really need. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and, uh, but I ended up selling it and then years later Sandra's like you know I wouldn't mind playing Witcher 3 and uh, the complete edition came out on sale for nineteen ninety nine. so I was like okay I get and I get the DLC with that sure and she has yet to touch it so <laughs> <laughs> but hey if uh, that 4k resolution comes out you know what I'll be all over it yeah. <laughs> alright what, what else you got uh, the final bit of news I have here, um, <laughs> Malcolm actually touched on earlier, uh, with No Man's Sky coming to Xbox One, there's also a big update coming to all platforms uh, as well. Uh, I guess it'll coincide with the Xbox One launch. Um, they haven't said much about it. They just said that uh, it will be free to all players, but uh, it's called, what's it called? It's called Next. Uh, but yeah, apparently... Uh, you know, obviously, No Man's Sky was underwhelming. <laughs> At launch, it, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when it when it launched. But they've been updating that game uh, pretty significantly since then. Uh, I haven't gotten back into it because I sold my copy a long time ago. Uh, but apparently, uh, it's it's not half bad now. It's because you can actually tra- <laughs> you can actually travel to between you know the planets you discover now uh, much more easily, uh, so that there's actually a point to leaving. Uh, so that's yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you're absolutely right. That initial launch, I and mean, it just goes to you the old saying: you only have one chance to make a first impression. And you're, Joe's absolutely right. They've done so many updates and added so many new things, new vehicles, new abilities, like building like space stations and stuff like that. And it's a drastically different game than it was before. Kind of like how Street Fighter V now is a significantly different game to how it was when it first launched. However, for a lot of people, all they remember is that disappointment on launch day. And, you know, it's, I, I understand. I like, uh, it's one of those games where I keep meaning to go back to it just to see how much of a change or a difference I notice. But at the same time, it's like, it's hard to get past that first day. <laughs> yeah but yeah well one of the because it's still like only five gigs i think so i'll have to download it and retry it again just for the sake of it because you know, hey i keep hearing top 10 lists like like uh, i think what culture did a top 10 top 10 games that got significantly better after launch <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is kind of depressing that there's enough games for there to be a top 10 list about that but yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah I, hope, I made the joke about it uh, coming to Xbox One earlier, so, but you know, it could be a good get for Xbox, you know, because right now they need something. Because <laughs> I don't know if you've seen reviews for Sea of Thieves, but uh, <laughs> let's just say uh, you know, a lot of people compared Sea of Thieves to No Man's Sky, but 
from what I could tell from re- reviewers are like, no, there was a lot more stuff to do in No Man's Sky. <laughs> Did you end up getting Sea of Thieves at all, or? No, um, I mean it's something that you could easily get into because you know they 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 announced a while ago that you know via their Xbox Game Pass, like all future first party releases would would be included as part of the the Game Pass, uh, you know, on launch day. Um, so you can play that for 10 bucks a month basically uh and that'll include you know access to to sea of thieves uh and there's a two-week free trial so i was like yeah i don't know i just didn't feel like signing up any of that to, to do that like the major complaints i'm hearing is really there's only one mission which is go out and kill this guy or two missions go out kill this guy or go out and get grab this animal that's it that's like <laughs> the crux of the game and uh, one game, like there's one mission though that a lot of people say is the epitome of what this game is, and that's the Kraken mission, which uh, you may uh, remember seeing a few scenes of. But uh, it's a random event. You have to go to this special. It append. It happens randomly throughout the the map. But you come to this large dark area of the water. The water looks really fantastic in this game, by the way. Anyway, so you come- <laughs> that is true. It does look really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you come on this uh, large, uh, large black water. All of a sudden, all these tentacles pop up, and uh, you're like, "Oh, holy shit!" Now, here's the thing: the tentacles don't do anything. They just pretty much just go up and dance and wait for you to shoot them with cannons. And a few people actually jumped in the water to hopefully see the kraken. And you find out the reason why they made the water black. It's not because of ink or what have you. It's so that they don't have to animate the squid underneath the water because like when you jump in you don't see anything except when you pop back out again and you see the tentacles up there and uh joe guess what you get for killing this the kraken oh what's that malcolm nothing oh cool (laughs) (laughs) it's a giant waste of time oh good oh god and like the only thing you can really spend gold on it's not to improve your ship or anything like that it's just cosmetic stuff for your character which you can only see your character when you're dancing, and then you get like a third-person camera that you can use to see your character dance. But up until then, you don't really get to see what your character looks like with all this cosmetic stuff that you get. Mm. So, see these, everybody. It was <laughs> well, it's, neat. yeah. It's like it's a shame because it feels like every time I sort of get excited about a first-party game for Xbox, it either turns out to be really bad, like Quantum Break, or. <laughs> Or it gets canceled, or Recore was another example of that. Or uh, it ends up getting canceled like Scalebound. So it's like, yeah, you can't win. I think, oh, man. <laughs> I'm still upset about Scalebound. That game looks so cool. It did! Get it, your own dragon, and you can, like, create the dragon that you want. You can create a flying one or all land <laughs> one. Like, it was such a great concept. They're like, nah, forget it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Platinum. <laughs> Actually, make, never mind. Go make another Bayonetta. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Platinum. <laughs> uh, I'm not happy now. <laughs> that does it for this episode of the... Actually, no, because I, I, I forgot that. I forgot two, two stories somehow. <laughs> you, you forgot two stories. From a list, okay. All Not right. From the list, I was just kind of dig around to see if there was any breaking news, uh, and there wasn't any breaking news. There was just stuff that I somehow forgot to include. <laughs> Way uh, to go! All right. Yeah. 
What happened? First up, uh, I don't know if this was actually announced before, but Dragon Quest XI uh, is coming <laughs> to PS4 on September 4th, uh, 2018. Uh, oh, damn. All right. Was that... Was that the game that also has a 3DS counterpart, or Ooh. is that? Uh, I'm not sure. I think that that might have been either 10 or 9. But uh, if it is the the one I played on 3DS, that's going to be fun because you literally make your own character, and it's. Oh well, uh, no, because like the 3DS. Because no, the one that I'm thinking about is the 3DS game. You know, it's 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 like a a 16 bit style game, whereas the PS4 one, you know, is a full 3D thing. Oh, do you, do you, do you remember yeah, that? I do not know. Ah. Uh, well, whatever. This one's coming out <laughs> September fourth, twenty eighteen. Uh, was this announced previously? I'm I'm not up on Dragon Quest at all, so I I'm kind of ignorant to the entire series. Unfortunately, it's not my bag either, so I have no idea. <laughs> I don't remember if this was announced previously at all. Uh, but I mean, these screenshots look really nice. I will say that mm. it's a really pretty looking game. Those games have always been pretty. Um, just never really got into them. Yeah, I still remember. I I still remember them for my old Nintendo days, and I remember that those were the back in the day where if you didn't keep up on the story of an RP and you stopped playing it like for like several months and came back and you didn't remember what the quest was, you were pretty much screwed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like no, you're gonna have to start all over now because the internet isn't a thing and you can't check that either. <laughs> you have 35 hours to replay the the part you left off. <laughs> Oh, so many anim- so many Japanese RPGs I screwed up like doing that. <laughs> uh, all right, so what, what's the next bit of news that you found? Uh, the next news was that Ubisoft uh, finally fended off Vivendi. Uh, Vivendi, uh, I don't know if you kept track of this, but Vivendi Universal or um, or Vivendi, uh, they they had a large part of in owning. Uh, Ubisoft in recent weeks and months was them kind of trying to take over Ubisoft uh, in what seemed to be a hostile takeover, oh, dear. <laughs> at least. Uh, and, you know, Ubisoft, you know, from like the CEO, uh, you know, Eve Gimo and, and a lot of the people at, at the development studios were like, uh, <laughs> we're not sure what's going to happen here. Uh, and we'd really, really rather not have them take over this way. Um, but it has been announced that, uh, yeah, Vivendi has gone ahead and fully divested itself from Ubisoft, uh, ending once and for all that, that horrible takeover. Um, so apparently, yeah, Vivendi currently holds a 27% stake uh, in Ubisoft, uh, but it will sell off that entire portion of the company. Uh, and, and under the terms of the, the deal, Vivendi may not acquire any shares in Ubisoft for a period of five years following the close of this transaction. Um, yeah, that's pretty neat. <laughs> Yeah, any idea how they go ahead? They're good for Ubisoft. <laughs> any idea how they fought off this uh, this takeover? That did you? Did they just ask politely, or what did they do? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm kind of digging through this Polygon story, um, and doesn't really say how that actually came to be. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, that's 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 good because um, yeah, Vivendi uh, repeatedly denied that this was an attempt at a hostile takeover. Uh, but that's exactly what happened when they got, when he took over Game Off. Uh, <laughs> this is absolutely yeah. not a hostile takeover while spray painting NWO on. <laughs> and I guess you know Ubisoft. Uh, Ubisoft kind of saw that and they're like, uh, "Yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> don't do that." Uh, and that's kind of what what this whole year long struggle was about. 
Um, yeah, and apparently over the last year, they've, they've been kind of just, or past few years, actually, they've been kind of gradually acquiring more and more shares of Ubisoft uh, to kind of take over the company. But, yeah, they managed to fend them off somehow. Uh, that's great. <laughs> that's good for them. Uh, but instead, like, they're, they're bringing in two uh, new groups as long-term investors, you know, and they're not, neither company is going to get, like, a majority share or anything. Okay. Uh, one is the, the Stereo Teachers Pension Plan, which is bizarre, but <laughs> I guess <laughs> An independent organization that administers pensions for about 318,000 teachers in Canada's most populous province uh, is a description I have here. Sounds uh, like I a don't know. sound investor to have. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Ubisoft games are popular, so I guess that's a good investment for them. Uh, good for those inter- Ontario teachers. Um, and the second company is a much larger company, uh, and they'll be buying a 5% share uh, of a company, and that's Tencent, which is a much bigger deal. Fifty cents, little brother. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Tencent is actually the biggest video game company in the world right now. Uh, oh, publishing shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they mostly focus on you know mobile games in China, but one of those games includes PUBG uh, Mobile, which is a big deal, obviously. Uh, and I think they also bought Epic Games a couple of years ago. So um, yeah, there you go. No chance of a hostile takeover there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, at five percent, the answer. That is actually correct. <laughs> it always starts that way. <laughs> we'll just take 5%. Then like a year, oh, we just got another couple of percent. And, uh, just for shits and giggles, we're only at 7 And before you know it, <laughs> they're like, hey. I mean, that is actually what happened with Vivendi. They had that initial stake, and they just kept buying more and more stock over, over the years. Yeah, the people uh, out there thought I was goofing around, not being serious. No, I was completely serious. <laughs> uh, and yeah, Tencent is, like I said, it's a huge company. They own Riot Games, which develops League of Legends. Uh, they have a they have an eighty four percent stake in Supercell, which which makes uh, what's that game called? Clash of Clans, Clash of Titans. Oh. Uh, uh, like I said, they bought Epic Games or forty percent stake in Epic Games. Uh, so yeah, they're they're a huge company. Mm. Well, I guess we we just focus on the positive, and that's the evil that is Vivendi has been scoured, has been destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know what they would have done with Ubisoft, <laughs> but uh, yeah, hopefully that they've gotten rid of this, bu- gotten rid of uh, that piece of business. Now they can do other things like uh, finish that game. That's been- Oh, Beyond Good and Evil. Yeah, that game that's been taking a quarter of a century to make. So hopefully. Like, hey, maybe give us a gameplay trailer. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah, because I'm looking at the history of uh, Vivendi here, uh, kind of going through this rabbit hole. Uh, You know, they they ended their their ownership at 27% of Ubisoft. But this last story, uh, when they completed their takeover of, of Gameloft, uh, they were at 17% of Ubisoft shares. So within two years, they bought 10% of that company or an additional 10% uh, of Ubisoft. So, man. All right. Stay tuned to Tencent Watch 98. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, how, how much is their take? Still 5%. All right. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Unless Joe found anything else. Uh, no. All righty, folks. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that does it for this week's set or this bi-weekly episode of the firmware update episode 206 thank you so much for listening to us once again if you've got a dollar a month to spare once again patreon.com slash the firm up 
Every little bit helps. Hey, if you've got more, hey, it helps the channel grow, and we greatly appreciate it. So patreon.com slash the firm up. Give it a look-see. We've got some fun little rewards and bonuses that we're willing to willing to both do and uh, show. If you want some extra shows just for you, which was what we were doing for a little while, uh, for, for one lucky contributor, feel free to do that, and we will get right on it. <laughs> Folks. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, you can find us on such popular podcast apps, such as podcasts on your Apple device. Just uh, look up the firmware update, and there we are. Hit that subscribe button, and you'll get every episode as it comes in. As well as you can also leave us a five-star review with something written. That greatly helps get our name out there, and we greatly appreciate it. On top of that, if you've got an Android device, don't worry. We're on such apps as Stitcher Radio. We're also on the Podbeam app, and we're also on uh, a little favorite app between me and Joe, Pocket Cast, which is one I even use on my Apple devices, so well worth the investment. And as well, folks, you can find us on the web going by the, 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 the firmup.com, where you'll not only get a, uh, a posting of each episode as they come with a download that you can uh, get of uh, the audio, you can also find articles written by Joe Garcia. And you can also find us on Twitter at PSMount for me, at 123 for Joe, and at the firm up for the show. And Joe, is there anything else I'm forgetting? Uh, no, but I looked up this Dragon Quest XI business because I was curious about that video thing. Uh, and what, it, it was Dragon Quest XI, the one with the 16 bit graphics on the 3DS version. Oh, nice. Uh, it's like, yeah, like what it does is that the top half. The top screen shows the game in 3D. Uh, you know, obviously downgraded from the PS4 version, but, you know, basically the same 3D game. And then the lower screen shows the exact same game uh, happening in 16-bit, you know, Super Nintendo graphics, basically. Uh, and that version has since been canceled. <laughs> so that's great. The game is coming to Switch instead, but I, I can't figure out if it's going to be that cool, you know, 3D, 2D cop hybrid, or if it's just going to be, you know, another 3D port. Uh, minus the 16-bit stuff, but that's disappointing. <laughs> Let it be known that Joe is very thorough in his research, folks. <laughs> All right, folks, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Adios, muchachos.